This is Bach to Bach, the podcast opening up the world of classical music one beer at a time. And Happy New Year to you, Barbara Walters. Happy 2020, everybody. Happy New Year. Wait, it's a new decade. New, new decade. decade. Happy New Decade. And for those who know their history, and we'll come back to this later on in the month, but January 17th, 1920, was when Prohibition started. So we've come a long way. Thank you for that not being a thing anymore. Oh, God. Can you imagine? We would have a bo- podcast. Yeah. Be, well, <laughs> well we like, could. But no one can listen to it or say they listen to it. It'd be like tea and beer or, or tea and classical music. That'd be a bit dull, wouldn't it? Be the English, basically. Oof. Anyway, so on that uplifting note. Well, I'll tell you what. We're kicking off the, the year. I'm kicking off the year strong. Kevin, in his in his gluten-free sorrow, uh, it, it can't join me on this one. But I'm having, for those of you you have heard it, you know what I'm talking about. For those of you you haven't. Dear God, try it. Uh, I am, I'm having Gunner's Daughter. It's a milk stout. And oh, my God. We figured with a with a piece today, and the year that's ahead of us, we wanted to start off incredibly strong. And this style, this is famed. I feel like every time people come to visit Maine, this is now like the beer. It's become a staple of Maine. Oh, and it's and the oh, I haven't had this in a very long time, just because it's been it's been summer. You don't really have this in the summertime, at least I don't. But the the smell that comes off is not even the taste, but the smell that comes off it is is cocoa puffs in milk. No, no, no. It's not cocoa puffs in milk. It's the leftover yeah, milk. It's the, after you eat the cocoa after puffs. You have the cocoa it's, puffs. Yeah. it's that chocolate it's cereal milk. It, yeah, and oh god, you guys, you, you know what I'm talking about. It and it's a it's a very distinct chocolate smell. And then the taste. Go, we'll we'll talk more about the how it evolves. But we wanted to pair. We wanted to take our, our pairing going into 2020 with the idea that um, instead of we've, we've had a past where we've tried to play on the words and play on the, the title of the beer and the title of the piece or the, or where it's from. We're going to try to start pairing these in 2020, the, the taste, the flavor, the, yeah. the feel of it with the, with the piece as well. And Kev's got a heck of a piece uh, and, and, a, and a bit of history behind it as well that just, kicks off strong and moves into this nice smooth and and there's two things there is a new year's tie into it which is actually why why we actually chose this piece for today um also but on a side note when we do go into the gunner's daughter later on i do want to talk about a gluten-free version of a stout which i've been drinking lately which has been a great christmas gift which i think would be an awesome pairing as well as far as with this piece it's it's a gluten-free stout that even like even i drink and love it's it's amazing Thanks for admitting that. That was nice. Oh, it's so good. But we'll we'll come back to this a little bit later. But you, so Kevin, let's got talk a great about piece. opera. Um, okay, so we've all heard of opera. You know, humongous singers, all the stigmas, whatever. When you say humongous, large voices, large people. Yeah. Okay. Height and weight, whatever you want to call it. Um, but operetta is not a term that we always hear all the time. And our piece today is the overture to an operetta. Yeah. So an operetta, you would think. If you were trying to like derive the root of it, it sounds mm-hmm. like little opera, mm-hmm. but instead it's actually, it's the content is what actually makes it an, op- an operetta. It's the, um, there's actually spoken text where in opera, it's everything is sung. 
Um, in an operetta, the overall content is lighter and more humorous, not as serious, not as dramatic and dark as you would see in an opera. A great example that is uh, would be um, Pirates of Penzance. That's actually one of the best ones. That's it, a great exactly. Example. It's, got, it's got the the it's got the humor built into not only the music but the speaking. Yep. And, and, and there are dramatic portions, but overall, it's light and humor. Yeah. Um, and also, also the length. The length is also shorter in an operetta. So overall, it is a more truncated version of an opera and a All little right. more lighthearted and not meant to be taken as seriously. Our piece today is the overture to Deflator Mouse, which is the longest German word for the shortest English word, which means the bat. <laughs> That's right. 13 <laughs> letters in German translates to six letters in English. No wonder they lost both wars. <laughs> Womp womp. Yeah. Sorry, Germany. Um, I'm not. But uh, so, yes, this is the overture to Deflator Mouse. And if you want to kind of go back to a musical comparison, the overture is the same idea as an entractor, which you hear at the start of most musicals in America. And, and the and basically in an overture or an entract or in, in regardless of whatever use is done in, it basically teases every theme that you're going to hear throughout. So whether it is orchestral themes that are playing these um, the background music throughout the pieces or all the vocal melodies you'll hear and from every single song in that section of the opera or the operetta or the musical. It's, so that's where we hear in an overture. We get kind of a taste of what all these um, these melodies would be like. So that way when you hear them, like, oh, I've heard this before, and you connect a little bit. And isn't Wagner known for like hour-long um, overtures? Because his, his, his operas are you know, five hours or something like that. And Probably. His overtures themselves are, in, are just as long as symphonies. And Oh, yeah. I mean, Wagner wasn't subtle. Um, but luckily, Strauss was like, Strauss who wrote Deflator Mouse, um, he was like, mm, he was appropriate. He actually like just knew the amount of time that went into, um, into an overture, like didn't overdo it all the time. Right, right. Well, I mean, subtlety's never been Germany's strong point. No, so not at all. Um, and so going back, this is now, oh gosh, let's see, 1875. This was premiered. Do the math. Do the math. 145 years. 35 years. 135 years. No, 45. was right. <laughs> math the is The look hard. on your face is fantastic. Ooh, excitement. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. So yeah, so this is premiered 145 years ago. And what was the really cool comparison about tying this into New Year's was that this was this became a a staple on the Vienna New Year's tradition. Every year, the Deflator Mouse Overture is performed at the New Year's celebration in, in Vienna. Vienna, Austria, for those. Yes. Who, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Vienna, Maine. Um, it probably is which, a Vienna, Maine. And so, but regardless, this became a, a staple for every New Year's celebration in Vienna from from that, uh, not from that point, from like 19... Early 1900s and on. Um, so listening to this overture was about eight minutes in length. I want you to kind of, you'll hear the main melody of one of the themes repeated a bunch of times throughout these eight minutes. Try to always find that theme again. Try to always listen in to um, every melody line that happens from that point on when it's passed through the orchestra. And then really try to, after that point, on your own, listen to the full operetta and then try to recognize those melody lines on your own. Oh, I'm excited. Do it. Okay. Pull, pull the trigger. <laughs>
So happy New Year's again after that piece. I mean, it's it, it, it's a great way to kick off a year, right? Oh, it's so awesome! It's so much fun, and I've I've been able to play this overture, gosh, like three or four times, and I feel like everyone in the orchestra has a great chance to be featured, and mm. it doesn't get ex- overly boring too fast. And Strauss did a great job of composing it so that everyone's engaged, but also teases every melody that's going to happen throughout the operetta. It's not like being a cello on Pachelbel Canon, right? 52 times. Oh, terrible. Absolutely terrible. Well, if, if, if people wanted to, to listen to the entire operetta, do we know roughly how long it is overall? It's about an hour and 45 minutes, so it's overall really digestible. It's not overwhelming, and if you are new to opera or operettas, this is a great way to dive into that realm with a staple of the literature and kind of get your feet wet with it. So, Like Sunday morning crossword type thing. Sure. If you were slow at crosswords, but well, hey, I, I, I have, there was a time, there was a time my Sunday morning would go like that, but it's, uh, you know, getting we'll, older. We'll get there. But hey, Matt, be your stuff. Okay. So we talked about it earlier. The Gunner's Daughter from Mass Landing. Uh, first, I mean, this has become one of the seminal beers of Maine. When people come here, this, oh, is, yeah. this is one of the destination beers. And they've come up from, they, they've not been around as long as some of the other breweries in town, but they've, in the last 
Oh, they're years. they're young still. I mean, as a brewery, are we are we mentioned them. Uh, I think uh, that, three, that, two or three episodes back with the that, that the fifty look back. Yeah. yeah, and like, and also they were in the top fifty fastest growing breweries in the nation, which has just been incredible because they are based in Westbrook, Maine. Like, they are not in this major metropolis. They are in the middle. No, not really nowhere, but not a strong town. Yeah, well, and it's well, it's I mean, it's a it's a. It's getting, it's getting stronger. It's a strong town. It's strong. But the, uh, the the Math Landing Brewery is fantastic. We'll talk about that in a second. And I always get, I gravitate towards it a little bit because of the, the nautical uh, link there. If, if right, you've seen right, their right. logo, it's a full rig ship. So that, of course, brings back nostalgia from So just a quick, what's, what's full rig mean for those who are not sailing oh, enthusiasts? Oh, we need, we need like a pictorial key for this. Okay, so. Give us like a. One sentence description. Oh, people used to know ship rigs like people know cars today. You know, you instead of looking at a minivan, you could be like, "Oh, that's a Dodge Caravan or whatever." You know, I don't, I don't know. Back then, you could look at a a ship and go, like you can look at one of the boats down here at the at the waterfront in Maine and go, "Oh, that's a two rigged Alden schooner." Okay, uh, a full rig ship is at least. This is oh, this is so nerdy. At least three masts, and square rigged on all the masts. It can be more than three, but it has to be at least three. Gotcha. Okay. okay. Cool. So anyway, Wait, continue. Uh, beer. Mass landing. They've they've done uh, a, a full range of beers, but Gunner's daughter, man, Gunner's daughter is just the crown jewel. Uh, we see it. Uh, we see it everywhere. Yeah. Now, but it's... it is this. So we wanted to change the way we pay, pair beers in 2020. We wanted to just kick off the year a little bit new. Before, we were always trying to combine the name and the piece we were doing for a little bit of play on words or a play on It's a little bit kitschier rather than like substantive. You know? Yeah, and, and we got a recommendation, a great recommendation to try to pair the, the flavor and the, the profile of the beer with the piece that we're doing. Yeah. And especially with this time of year with New Year, if we wanted to kick it off, uh, with a piece that was strong, and and likewise, this is a beer that's strong, and it is as as you heard, Deflator Mouse, Deflator Mouse kicks off with this just gigantic opening, and then smooths out right away, uh, and that's this beer. This is a yeah. this is a milk stout that they do. It's it's they're one of their best known beers, and you might say, Hey, Maddie, what's a milk stout? And I go, Well, Kevin, that is a Fascinating question. And then I tune you out and you continue talking. I'd keep talking. This is often how our conversations yes, go. Yes, continue so, though about milk sounds. Um, it's not a bit, it's, so I only have one of these, first of all. Like this is not one that you you have tons of. It's not that it's strong ABV. It's only 5.5%, but it's a very full, very robust beer. So this is like a night ender for me. This is like a dessert okay. beer. Yeah. Um, although it's not overly sweet. So the great thing about milk stouts is that they are brewed with lactose, which going back to chemistry, chemistry class is a type of milk sugar. Sure is. So the joy about that is that beer yeast does not ferment lactose. What you get is gotcha. often uh, you, you get this kind of like subtle sweetness or if the brewer has a little bit of a heavy hand, maybe like a not so subtle sweetness to it. But what's nice is that it balances out the bitterness that you get naturally from beers when you're brewing with hops, okay. which we've talked about before. You know, yeah. the hops impart that bitterness. So, um, and what they've done here, uh, a lot of times when we smell that chocolate flavor in beer, right? Uh, it's usually like a bitter chocolate, but with this, I, I we said it before, folks. It is the it's the milk in the bowl after you've had cocoa. It's puffs. the cereal oh, milk of cocoa puffs. It's so good. And then there's these also notes it's the of, aftermath. Yeah, 
there's these notes of uh, coffee and peanut butter as well, but um, it's just gorgeous. So it just, it hits your nose first, then it hits, it's making me burp, then it hits your taste buds, and then it just ends up being this nice smooth ride. And I've been sipping on this and it doesn't diminish. Sometimes with beers, like by the end, you kind of, you get done with it. This does not diminish. It's amazing. And what's fun about, we don't know, we don't, I don't know. Uh, the origin of the name. I looked on. Right, right. I looked in articles. Uh, we do know that the phrase "son of a gun," not Gunner's daughter, but "son of a gun," came from the same place in the sense of uh, the longer phrase is actually begat in the galley and born under a gun for kids that were born on board boats as products of ladies of the night and sailors who were docked in shore. So. Um, whether it has any relation there, who knows? But the so who would know would be Mass Landing. So Mass Landing, if you were listening to this podcast, please comment on our Instagram post or our Facebook post and tell us what the definition <laughs> of Gunnar's daughter is. But these guys have the greatest artwork. It's vibrant. It, every uh, bit of can art is different. Uh, they've got uh, one called Telltale, which is also a nautical reference. Neon sails as neon well. Neon sails, yep. Telltales are little bits of, uh, it could be canvas or uh, neon uh, nylon webbing or um, bits of cloth in the rig of a boat that basically lets you know where the wind's coming from. But, oh, cool. Um, and and what's, I, I love their their brewery because they brand all the tanks with yes, the same for Yes, for the beers that are being brewed in it. So rather than like put a little, little note on it, they fully brand the tanks. Which is, uh, there's something very nice and clean about a, a full yeah. row of stainless steel, but it is ju- it's just a great different vibe. And um, again, Milk Stout, Gunner's Daughter, 5.5% ABV. It is so good. If you... Um, if you are coming to Maine, or even if you're in Maine and you are looking to visit a brewery, put this on your list. This should be one of the top uh, breweries that you visit while you're here. And just a heads up, out of you know, it is out of the way of downtown Portland. It's 15 minutes outside in Westbrook, but it is absolutely worth it, no question whatsoever. They've got a great tasting room. It's a, the it's it's come up and they they have such a great experience there. Absolutely worth the trip. It's not that far. Worth every moment. Now, if if you are gluten free. We have the alternative for you. It is not mm. in Maine, but I discovered it this Christmas. So um, tell us more. Well, let me tell you. So there is a brewery in Canada called Glutenberg, which is the greatest brewery name, I think. Oh, Johan awesome. would be very flattered. So proud. Uh, and they actually made a gluten-free stout, which I did not think was an option, but it absolutely was. Um, and it's brewed with uh, with millet, with buckwheat. And, and because they use those alternatives um, to other grains is that it lets it be a gluten-free. And the entire brewery facility is 100% gluten-free. And so you that, and Stouts are kind of a, a relatively... Yeah, we were, I mean, we were talking end of season two, and even like end of season one, like I was actually starting to dive into what, like how much I actually like enjoyed a Stout. For years, I hated them, and now I truly like enjoy them. And now that I can't drink them as a gluten-free drinker, uh, it's allowed me to kind of be nostalgic about it. Yeah. And so, uh, this gluten free stout from Glutenberg, um, based out of Canada is a 5% uh, ABV. Um, it has those chocolate cereal notes. Yeah. Um, it's semi sweet. It would remind me of Gunnar's daughter. Um, and so it, it's not a heavy beer, but it's, I will say like, you know, Gunnar's daughter is a one and done pretty much. Glutenberg's like a probably like a two and sure. Type thing. If you want to keep going, you can, but you'll hate yourself more as you go along. I would, and even as someone who can drink normal beer, I'd I'd buy this off the shelf. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a delicious. really solid solid beer. 
Um, and so it, for those who are gluten-free or celiac or want to start to go gluten-free, if it's a feels a better option for them, this is a great way to kind of keep your foot in the door with beer and your love for stouts while going down this route and, and not losing the quality. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal beer. So this is how we want it to kick off the year. We want to start, start 2020, start the decade strong. And we figured kick it off with, with, Strong beers as well. So and strong music. We're excited for the year ahead. If you if you've stuck with us this long, Matt's excited for the year ahead. You're just kind of in this state of general malaise. I'm I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> if you've stuck with us this long, we are grateful. We've got lots uh, of exciting things ahead for you. We're excited to be on this this podcasting journey with you. As cliche as that sounds. Oh. And in, and in 2020, we're, we, we will have uh, a lot of exciting guests lined up. Yeah, people that are not us, which is what guests are on the podcast. Yeah, um, be, we're bringing them back and we're, we're excited to share those people and, uh, and their insights on both the world of music and the world of beer. Yes, and also one thing I want to kind of reflect on is to go back and listen to episodes like 1 through 10 and just listen to the one, the progression of the quality of our podcast, but more so the progression of Maddie's accent oh, from RIP living in on a boat full of English and moving to good old America and yeah. especially the state of Maine. It's changed. Yeah. You a have, lot. you have progressed much in the English language um, Don't let them or regressed. But anyway, look yeah, at it. Yeah, I think it depends um, who you ask on that one, but always go back, check out all our old episodes and uh, we're looking forward to a whole year long 52 episodes in the new year. Yeah. Coming up. Please so. stick with us. We uh, we actually we'll we'll breach our hundred episode mark in this year as well. Oof, that's exciting. It's fine. <laughs> On this, well, nope. with the <laughs> happy new year to everybody out there. Happy twenty twenty. It's going to be a great year and a great decade, and we're excited to have you guys along for the ride. And once again, it's been another great episode of Bach to Bach. Cheers. Cheers. Be sure to follow Bach to Bach on Spotify to get notified of the latest episodes. And keep the conversation going on Instagram with us and follow us on all social media platforms at Bach to Bach. That's B-A-C-H-T-O-B-O-C-K. Cheers and keep listening.